welcome to the second episode of the Med Talk podcast. My name is Rhys Armstrong. I'm joined by David Gray, Felicity Thomas, and Lou Rahman. This week we'll be talking about Martin Scully, Instagram and mental health, silicon hearts, and a wearable that can help you lose body fat. Why don't you get us started? Okay, so recently there um, were a spate of news stories about the court case involving Martin Screlly. Um, A little bit of background for people who maybe don't know who he is. He is known in the media as the most hated man in America, or farmer bro. Um, apparently born on April Fool's Day, believe it or not. In 1983. Um, he seems to be quite an intelligent man. Um, to be fair, he's you know done achieved a lot in business, not necessarily good things. Um, he started his own hedge fund um, in the mid noughties but uh, it didn't last. After he betted two point six million dollars that the market would decline, he refused to pay this debt, which owed to Lehman Brothers, um, but that didn't go anywhere because they obviously went in 2008 (laughs) so he got away with that one and then he started another hedge fund um, called MSMB um, which announced an investment in a biotech company called Retrofin in 2012 Um, it's actually this company Retrofin that he's been accused of using as a piggy bank or you know found guilty actually in some cases um, to pay back investors who were owed money um, and also to cover his personal debt, apparently. Um, he was arrested in 2015, in the December, um, but the arrest is to do with securities for fraud and um, securities fraud conspiracy, um, apparently. And that's it, there were eight counts that he was charged with. Um, the court case has only just sort of come to its completion with a jury mm-hmm. decision. It still hasn't, he hasn't been given any sort of prison time or anything like that yet because the judge still has to make that final ruling but the jury found him guilty of only three charges out of eight so he he declared it as a bit of a success but he actually rose to fame to do with um, price gouging around a drug called Daraprim um, which is considered to be one of the uh, World Health Organization's essential medicines um, it's used for um, pregnant women and women and people with um, compromised immune systems, mm. so people with yeah. HIV or AIDS. Mm. And he raised the price of that drug when he owned Turing Pharmaceuticals um, by five thousand percent. Yeah, which obviously it made big headlines at the time. Um, yeah. But I remember reading about it, and he he made the point that price gouging is it's it, not it's, illegal. It's no, not illegal, and it and it is fairly common as well. Mm. But I think it was the um, amount that this particular drug was raised yeah. by, and also the, the his kind of um, and there's no generics. To it as yeah, well. there were no generics. There's no competition for that drug. So he right. still uh, held the, comp- okay. basically held the uh, so copyright on it. Yeah, so it's the only one that was available. So people were literally just left with, we have to pay this, or we don't have the treatment. Mm. And the company Turing Pharmaceuticals make it really difficult for other companies to get samples which is legal the FDA are looking into that as well I mean that's something that's in the news at the moment as well um, but 
it's a loophole that basically companies can say that they're not going to give a sample to another company which would enable them to then use that to make a generic yeah so it's that's the kind of controversy over that and then i guess compounding all of that controversy was the fact that his persona is mm. quite he, he courts the media in quite um antagonistic way yeah i right. guess you could say and he's been known i think wu-tang clan fans are he quite spent upset two with him. million dollars i think it was <laughs> isn't it on a wu-tang clan um, album that nobody else it. has ever heard. Yeah. Did yeah. you watch it? I watched watch a, his, I, I watched uh, an interview, a few interviews with him. His, yeah, he has a live stream yeah. set up on YouTube of yeah. him, I suppose, in his bedroom, just um, kind of chilling out and just tends to be a chair that trolling people the on the internet. Yeah, <laughs> with a cat wandering around the room. That's what I see. <laughs> well, if he, if he goes to jail, that's all it'll be. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it could potentially go to jail for twenty yeah. years. I mean, you know, he's he's come out on Facebook saying, "Oh, this is a resounding success." You know, I'm, I've like got away with it, but he could potentially go down for yeah. twenty years, depending on what the judge says. So that's who Martin Shkreli is. But why has he been in the press this month? So the, as I said, the court case started in June. It went on for four weeks. Um, the jury then took another week to deliberate on everything that they were presented with and came back with um, finding him guilty of two counts of securities fraud and one count of securities fraud conspiracy. Um, but they acquitted him of five other charges. And um, an interesting part of this was the jury selection process mm. because of obviously his notoriety oh, yeah. And the fact that a lot of people don't like him because of the price gouging and his media persona that he's created for himself. So, it, um, what is it? A jury selection process? That's when they they basically, if you're called up for jury duty, yeah. you have to declare whether or not you have a conflict of interest that's or right. something yeah. like that. Yeah. Okay. So, um, I've got uh, some excerpts from this. Um, with me, um, so the uh, the courts specify, you know, the purpose of jury selection is to ensure fairness and impartiality in this case. If you think that you could not be fair and impartial, it is your duty to tell me. So this is the court saying this, and they go to juror number one who says, I'm aware of the defendant and I hate him. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's a greedy little man. Wow, so, straight to the yeah. point. <laughs> yeah. So the court then reiterate, you know, jurors are obligated to decide the case based only on the evidence. Do you agree? And the juror number one comes back and says, I don't know if I could. I wouldn't want me on this jury. <laughs> so did so, they stay on the jury? No, no they, right. they were, they were told to go away, dismissed, yeah. Um, then it goes to, uh, we've got a, a bit here from juror number 47. He's the most hated man in America. In my opinion, he equates with Bernie Madoff with the drugs for pregnant women going from $15 to $750. My parents are in their 80s, they're struggling to pay for their medication. Um, my mother was telling me yesterday how my father's cancer drug is $9,000 a month. So I, that just goes to show the, um, the amount of hatred. So the court are then go back to this juror and say, you know, the case is going to come before you on evidence that you must consider fairly and with an open mind because the case isn't about yeah. the price gouging. Obviously it's about um fraud mm -hmm. essentially so you know these jurors are finding it difficult and, and won't accept <laughs> any evidence based on the actual court case they're just yeah. looking at it from this price gouging thing it goes on juror number 52 came in when i walked in here today i looked at him and in my head that's a snake <laughs> <laughs> well 
Well, I know what that. I know what they're saying because I, I've seen him on TV interviews, and he does have a very yeah. unpleasant he way does. about him. Yeah, he you know, does. and I he think holds himself. Yeah, he looks shifty. Yeah, he, he looks shifty, does. and it doesn't help his case. I know that the the case wasn't to do with price gouging, yeah. but it doesn't help his um, protests of innocence yeah. really. And why is he called Farmer Bro? Well, I don't really understand that. I think that's the Wu Tang Clan. Oh, uh, is it? It's yeah. I think that's the American media labeled him as Farmer Bro. You're maybe not as street as, as me and Fliss. I and think you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're, we're quite but up he, on the. He also, did he call himself Farmer Bro on Twitter? Though? He's, he's yeah, blocked it's his, from it's his handle, Twitter. isn't it? Yes, oh, really? Is it? I think so, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. So okay. he's, he's actually blocked from Twitter now, so I couldn't like verify that. But yeah, he's blocked from Twitter because he trolled um, a, a US journalist. A journalist, I read that, yeah. Yeah, so stalked her, I think. Yeah, apparently. Um, I think they went out for a date right, once, okay. and then I think he just stalked her. He's yeah. quite an intense well, guy. Yeah, he is. Yeah. So he's not a good prospect, though, is he? Really, if he's facing twenty years in jail. No, but not really. <laughs> <laughs> <We're> <laughs> it's not going to be a long distance much. relationship. <laughs> also, just you'd expect somebody to be humble when they you know when they're caught, yeah, even when they're caught, or perhaps fierce that amount of time in prison and he just he's just not no oh no coming out and saying that it's a resounding success doesn't really do any favours no. doesn't do him any favours whatsoever at least the Jewers were honest yeah and they, they they certainly were yeah I mean there was somebody else one of the other jurors said the only thing I'd be impartial about is what prison this guy goes to <laughs> <laughs> I mean you know and that, I wonder if they planned these answers before they went in <laughs> Possibly. Some of them are Possibly. really good. Yeah, they are. Yeah. yeah. But that was from Harper's, so I mean, that's available online for anybody that wants to go and have a look at it. There's a whole list, it just goes on. And there were so many of them were dismissed. They, you were saying they had a really hard time recruiting yeah. a jury for this. I'm surprised they got one at all, really, when you think about it. Mm. Yeah, so I'm surprised that he got away with five of the counts. Yeah. But if they went on the evidence, I don't know what the evidence was that was submitted yeah. in court, obviously, but. You know, it depends on, on what evidence mm. was brought forward. But, yeah, he, he managed to... He was acquitted of five of the eight cases that were brought against him. So... See what happens. Yeah, so we'll yeah. have to wait for the judge's we'll decision. We'll do a follow-up podcast on him. Yeah. Okay, I want to um, talk about something this week and kind of take us in a very different direction from Martin Shkreli. I um, have been looking at a medical device. We've been looking at this for, for a while. It's, it's not a new device. But it is um, something that's under development at the moment, and they're kind of trying to expand the applications for it. So it's a it's called Medisiv, oh, and yeah. it's a blood filtration device. And we've read about these before mm. um, during the Ebola crisis yeah. a couple of years ago. Um, blood sieve or blood filtration devices became quite interesting as a potential um, treatment for Ebola patients. Um, but this one's been developed for malaria and um, essentially when it's, it's quite hard to explain it um, without seeing a diagram but when you see the diagram it literally works um, by extracting blood from the patient, infected blood from the patient, cleaning it and then Put it back putting, in. It, putting it back in and the reason it's been in the headlines this week is that um, TCT awards which is um, for, for listeners um, who don't know we are um, part of the same we're from the same group as the TCT magazine um, for the 3D printing uh, world the TCT awards have shortlisted this device um, in their healthcare category 
So uh, it's been in the news this week, it's brought it back to my attention. So I just wanted to um, kind of talk about that really, and, and also kind of what they're doing next with it. So who's actually behind this um, device? Um, it's a guy called George Frodsham, um, who's been working in this technology for quite a while. Um, and he's teamed up with um, an expert on uh, magnetic particles because okay. the the thing the thing is with the device is it can be used to treat malaria mm-hmm. um, but malaria particles are already magnetized so, oh, right. okay. it, so uses, it just attracts those it attracts then, those okay. so what they what this um, expert this uh, magnetic particles expert is doing is teaching them to um, helping them find ways to um, magnetize other disease particles for example the one they're starting on now is leukemia they're looking at sepsis as well and what they what they're hoping to be able to do then is is treat those diseases with so they'd the have to magnify the particles before they could use the sieve right? magnetize right, okay. yeah and is it being tested anywhere or um, hospitals or anything using it it's early stage clinical trials okay. um and the plan is for it to be ready in 2021 okay same time as big ben same time as Big Ben. <laughs> you have to be careful as well because obviously you've got a lot of iron in your yeah, blood. So, mm. you know, how how are they, is there anything about how they get around that? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, no, I don't know. It's got to be, it's got to be some dangers associated yeah. well, with that process. I mean, I what? there is, but then other treatments for things like leukemia are quite severe. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Well, actually, be. interestingly, what they're saying is that the part of the appeal of it is that it would be used as a complementary therapy to um, chemotherapy and as you say the side effects from chemotherapy can be quite severe and what they're saying is that this could be used before chemotherapy and by using it you would actually be able to reduce I'm not sure how but you'd actually be able to reduce the symptoms from the chemotherapy. The problem with chemotherapy is that it target it just doesn't have it doesn't target anything it just attacks everything Mm -hmm. doesn't it it kills everything so yeah and your immune system is very very weak yeah Yeah. Um, that's interesting so it is an interesting device and um, the reason why it's been nominated for a TCT award if you're wondering what the link is with 3D printing um, they actually use a 3D printer to prototype it so oh, okay. the, the first one, I mean, it's it's really kind of cutting edge technology on on all angles, really, because mm. you you've got the fact that it was three D printed and the fact that it seems like it's such a simple concept for a device, but it's never been done before. It's never been commercialized, I don't think, mm. in this way. So, um, so what is it actually? You'd, it must be two different types of machines, is it? And then. One that clocks the blood and then one that. How does it work? And uh, yeah, I, I one believe in one out. One in one yeah, out, yeah. and it and, and it's. I think it cleans the blood. Yeah. Right. Okay. And that is the technical terminology. As best as I can <laughs> give it. Yeah. <laughs> one in is one it, out. Are they based in the UK? <laughs> yes. Yeah. He's quite young, isn't he, the guy, the uh, George Frodsham? I don't know. You have done. You did a piece on him a couple of years ago, I think. I do remember him vaguely. Yeah, and I think he is quite young. Yeah. yeah. Very good. <laughs> Yeah, so that's that's, that's, one to watch, that's Medisiv and it's definitely one to watch. Okay. Potential yeah. applications are I don't want to say limitless, but oh, yeah. lots Ex- exciting. Well, Very exciting. Yeah. yeah. They're all, are they already using it for malaria, you said? It's been developed for malaria, so, but it's okay. e- even then I think it's still under um, cool. so it's still waiting. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well I've got a sort of medical device as well, which kind of follows on a bit from that, which is a um, a tiny little thing that you can attach to a smartphone 
and it's been developed in the States and what they're saying is that um, it'll be able to test with all sorts of different um, uh, diseases and things um, and it's going to cost a fraction of the price of big machinery so it has quite a lot of potential in hospitals so it's, it's like an analyzer but you just attach it to the side of your phone and it can analyze blood urine and saliva um, and How do you attach it to the side I of your I think it just goes into the phone. Like a USB yeah, port? into the phone there. Right. Um, and, yeah, is so that the image just, of a device? That's the phone. This is great for a podcast, isn't it? But there's, you have the phone and then you have the analyzer there. So um, they're calling it, it's, it's a tri-analyzer or TRI analyzer, and they're calling it a Swiss Army knife of biosensing. Um, but it has a lot of potential. Um for things like uh, the same for newborn babies, the PKU test, and for other sort of tests that you would need, where you're measuring proteins and urine and things like that. Hmm. Well, that's, that's interesting because Apple recently. Well, you no, know, yeah, they're developing something, aren't they? Very well, similar. they have just filed for a patent which yeah. to, to, to monitor sort of variables of the body. Which well, I was going to say, yeah. you wouldn't be able to use that with an Apple phone because you don't have the ports. Well, you can, you can get adapters you quite cheap for cheap. Yeah. Um, but Apple are doing it, and I don't think it's as advanced as that. But they're doing it using the sensors already in the iPhone. Mm. So they'll be using the camera um, gyroscope, ah, I assume. Right, okay. So that wouldn't, that wouldn't test like fluids, would it? It'd, that would have to be... Body fat and things like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Rate. Body fat, okay, heart rate. Yeah. Mm. But not an actual liquid. Um, I have to say, when I first read this, I did think, mm, really? I don't know, there was something about it that made me think it might not be that reliable, but uh, you know, I'm obviously I'm probably wrong. Well, the technology is certainly getting there. Yeah. It's just maybe not ready right now. Yeah, but it's, it's interesting, you know, £550 as opposed to, I would imagine a lot of these machines cost thousands, don't mm. they? Yeah, but it, and it also offers the option of home testing as well. Like you know, if people have a chronic disease or something like that, which need you know they need yeah. to regularly go yeah. to their GP or their their local hospital to go and get these tests done, then you're going to save quite a lot of money. Yeah, I'd imagine within the healthcare systems on that, then aren't you? Yeah, upload your results yeah. straight away, and it goes you know straight to yeah, just send clinic, it via yeah. Wi-Fi yeah. to your clinic. How long does it take to get the results? Does it say? It doesn't say actually, but I would imagine it's quite immediate. Mm -hmm. Cause I could see because it's probably reading must just go straight onto the phone screen. Yeah, I was just thinking I could see it a lot of time as yeah. well for doctors. Yeah. 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 Ready. Right, well, I haven't got a medical device to talk about, but I've got a device which I'm sure many people will be interested in. It's called the Modius headset, and its developers claim that it can help end the obesity epidemic. Uh, the device, basically, in layman's terms, you wear for 45 minutes a day and it burns body fat. Really? Right, exactly. <laughs> Sounds too good yeah, to be so true. Yeah, yeah it, it, and you wear it on your head. Okay. And you wear it for up to 45 minutes a day and it burns body fat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, need to, you need to tell us a bit more. I will, like yeah. <laughs> so it Sounds works. Like magic. It works by <laughs> using electrical stimulation on the vestibular nerve which is located just behind the ear and controls sound and balance information from the ear to the brain. Okay. Okay. That then tricks the brain into thinking the body is more is being more physically active, which activates the hypothalamus to reduce fat storage. Perfect. 
So I don't have to do any exercise and I don't have to go on a well, diet. Well, the developers do recommend you eat healthily and you oh, exercise there's a lot always a catch. Right. There's always but, a catch. But also, see, that will just lead to better results. Okay, so you so can still lose weight. Can. Well, but I would say it depends on your diet, but... They so have some... They've backed it up with some yeah, research. Yeah. Um, there were a few studies that they referenced, um, particularly in sort of use of an animals with the stimulation of the vestibular nerve. Uh, in 2002, a study uh, was done using similar methods, and after eight weeks, body fat was significantly lower, and the animals seemed leaner. Seems leaner. Yeah. <laughs> um, what they said, that there was a metabolic shift to a leaner state, which they interpreted as supporting a role for the nervo vestibular system in modulating body composition. Mm-hmm. Ooh, okay. I, I don't know. I've got a real sort of Frankenstein picture in my head. With it. Actually, the device looks fairly comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. There was an, a journalist on Forbes who was testing it. I think for six weeks. Yeah. And he says you definitely feel uh, a sensation behind the ear. You just look an idiot. And you look like <laughs> yeah. I think he did say he, he, uh, he wouldn't wear it outside. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, we, we we hopefully are going to have one sent. I think you've reached out to them, so we should be, yeah, we should be getting one. They might send us one, and we can try it out. I think I've got the most weight to oh. lose. So. <laughs> but how much weight can you lose with it? Well, how, what, what's so for sort of well, their tests, uh, they tested it on eighteen humans. Yeah. Um, eighteen. Eighteen, yes. Um, over sixteen weeks, and in nine of the subjects, they observed a reduction in body fat, and the average reduction was around about eight percent. And what would be the reduction if you exercised? Well, more, you assume. Hmm. So, so these people are just literally no. They, they, the they were just using the device all the sixteen and weeks. Didn't do, and they just carried on with their normal day to day. I don't, I don't have a handle on if eight percent body fat's a lot or not. I, I think that's quite a lot. Is it? Yeah, when you see um, a pound of that, if you if you ever go on one of those um, diets, ultra low calorie diets. Yeah. They quite often have visual aids that show you what a pound of fat looks like, and it's massive. Yeah, a pound of fat is a lot. It's, it's so really say, a lot. what's the average body fat Ooh. in pounds? I'm trying to work out. <laughs> <laughs> well, it depends, doesn't it? Because you have, everybody has different ratios mm-hmm. of, uh, you, you know, your fat to, to mass ratio or whatever. What's it? Your body mass index. Yeah, so, your BMI. Yeah. But your body mass index they were just talking the other day that that can be wrong like mm. so rugby players have a really high body mass index so according to that they would be clinically obese but really it's just because they're bulked out and, and muscle is heavier than fat as well yeah, so. yeah. so they probably have to look at you can actually analyze the amount of fat i'm yeah. sure using scans or whatever well you can use uh, just connected smart skills now philip's doing them yeah. Oh, really? and, yeah, yeah they're really handy um they did another study at a university from Ulster University, and it was a prototype of a Modius, and and it was with volunteers with an active and healthy lifestyle, and this brought about a forty-four percent reduction in body fat. Wow, okay. that is good. That was over a year. So, and we don't think they they already were active, so they didn't really make any changes. I'd assume, I would assume so. That they were quite healthy people. Yeah. Um, um, do they or have they said are there any side effects from this? 
It doesn't look that good. It sounds a little bit. It does sound it quite no, scary. It has no yeah, FDA it approval, but it, then it's not a medical device. So no, I think no. that's why there's no FDA um, And also, device. actually, the device is only limited to one hour per day. You can't use it any more than that. So, maybe oh, so it actually cuts off. Yeah, yeah. Well, I assume so, yes. Um, so I, I assume that's a deterrent yeah. to stop people using it too much. Yeah. I did read the FAQs on this, and because obviously we're, if we are yeah, going to yeah. try it out, I wanted to know if there were any risks. I think it just mentioned some possible risk of skin irritation. Mm. Oh, right, okay. I think that, that was about it, really. Yeah, because it's completely non-invasive. It's non-invasive. No, yeah, that's how they it's describe it. It's just stimulating a nerve behind your ear. Yeah. Like, th- through the skin. It's not even penetrating the skin it's just no yeah, yeah. so, so that's why it's but there must, I, I don't know there must be some sort of I guess it's only similar to all the time, but it's similar to a TENS machine yeah that's, in the same I was going to say one of those yeah. all the da- every day would you well, if you have back problems, you can well it's same, you can use the same technology if you have muscular problems I suppose it's a bit like the um, those the pulsating, yeah, slender tendons, yeah. the ones yeah. that make yeah. you sleep. Give, give you a six <laughs> pack yeah. just by sitting in front of your sofa. Yeah, but, yeah, but you that's electrical stimulation, isn't it? Yeah. The it is, yeah. Does this hurt? Is it pain free? It does say it's, that it there says are there's a sensation. Of, yeah, and I think you can adjust the yes, level to what's okay. comfortable. So maybe when we get it, we could do a little like tracker of like how much has been lost. Yeah, it's a yes. shame that we don't have it for a little bit longer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was the sort of thing we need to try for for a few weeks before we can yeah. really make the call. But it would be, be able to see it for two weeks, definitely. Yeah. Um. So, so right now, it costs two hundred and forty nine dollars. Okay. But that's um, it hasn't launched commercially yet. Mm. That's just on Indiegogo. It's a crowdfunded thing. Uh, yeah. When it does launch, it is going to cost four hundred ninety nine dollars. Oh, it's quite so, pricey. Yeah, it? it's not just it's not a Fitbit that you can buy. Uh, <laughs> Um, but if it properly, if people know if it, it works, works, it's it's gonna sell out. Do you think? Mm. So if it does work, do you think it's a good idea or not? Because it's not it's encouraging it's things. Yeah. Well, that's what the developers discuss as well. They say they believe people should still be active, they should still be healthy. This is just gonna help with. As they say, the old, yeah, obesity it's epidemic. It's probably just for when you're sitting in front of a TV and you can yeah, pro- so yeah. <laughs> you can feel the bit about having that Domino's every now and again. <laughs> yeah, guilt-free eating, isn't it? Because it's like you've never eaten it if you just eat that with your on your head. Yeah, mm. maybe. And then but go for it. I, I, I do think I there's a danger. I wouldn't advocate that lifestyle. <laughs> no, that's, that's and I do think it. If it did become popular, there's a danger of people taking the easy route. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Well. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, it could potentially offer some children who, you know, we've recently seen that story that, you know, there's a, an alarming number of children who now have type 2 diabetes mm. or have been diagnosed with type 2 diabetes. 7,000 in the UK, was it? Was it that many? Was it 700? 600. 600, But that's... not that bad, really. That's, that's, <laughs> that's think, not that bad. That's quite a significant increase, I mm. think, from yeah. Absolutely. You know, yeah. previous reports. Because and type 2 is something that's diagnosed usually later normally, in life. Mm. Yes. Okay. So if that can offer them the, the starting point, maybe, to get their weight down, and then if you go through a controlled diet and a controlled lifestyle change, mm. then it's... You know, going yeah. to be beneficial, isn't it, in that respect? But that's where the biggest changes need to be made, both in regards to obesity, just the way food sort of marketed yeah. to us all. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Okay. Yes. 
So I wasn't advocating wearing that while you're eating pizza. Well, from one uh, kind of device that sounds too good to be true to another, um, I want to um, talk about this silicon heart that we read about a couple of weeks ago. Um, this is, um, I don't know that much about this, but it's um, the headline we used was silicon heart works like the real thing. And I think it was a 3D printed model of a heart and it's got working mechanisms so in theory it is to all intents and purposes it's a working heart but it's completely synthetic and has it been used anywhere it has not been used because at the moment the crucial flaw with it is that it lasts for 45 minutes <laughs> before the material starts to break but they do um the researchers who are from zurich they do explain um that it was a feasibility test so the idea was not to present a heart Durability. ready for implantation yeah. but it was just to talk about uh, it was just to examine the direction of artificial hearts where they're going okay. next mm -hmm. so but it's pretty fascinating stuff again um it's very very futuristic and um they're not necessarily saying that this would be a long-term implant for people but it would be a temporary solution for people who are maybe on a wait for an emergency yeah because we have lists about anyway yeah yeah absolutely. i mean it's the complete flip side as well of another story that was out recently about the um piglets that they've just sort of genetically modified the most genetically modified animals i think ever it was on the bbc or something and and they've made them basically for for organ Harvesting. Ah, right. right. Yeah. Okay. So it's. Did it's, you see a picture of the piglets? I know. They were so yeah. cute. They were, they were really, really <laughs> cute. They had like ears and all sorts coming out. Of them. Uh, they Six were legs. really, really cute. Um, but it's the complete flip side. Obviously, mm. I think most people would be happier to receive a synthesized heart than you know something that's come yeah. from a living creature. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So presumably, then with this one, they're going to have to work on the materials, are they, to keep it? Yeah, they, they have to work on the materials, so this is where I guess the kind of the medical plastics industry mm. um, will be called upon to develop yeah. things that have the right level of, uh, they, they can be developed in a very thin yeah. process in a very thin way, but durable. also be durable, yeah. so um, it's constant innovation. It is, it's very interesting. For the medical one. plastics yeah. news readers. to end well no no it's not silly it's just something that um it's just a bit more light-hearted it's apparently two um scientists researchers from harvard ha say that they can look at your instagram pictures and tell you if you're depressed or not and um they've built a tool um that can they say accurately identify depression in 70 percent of participants and they've done a study on this and they they diagnosed 70% of the people, doctors only diagnosed 42%, so, you know, if that's true, it's quite... How does it work? Is it machine learning? Is it? It's an algorithm. Well, do you remember, we used to go into pubs and you'd be able to put 20p into a machine, you 
put your hands on the two metal levers and it tells you how oh, sexy you are. Was, yeah. yeah, it's basically like that, isn't it? I've never seen that in my life. Yeah, do you not remember? It's, it was called like the lover meter or something like that. Why were you? Just <laughs> seaside what pub was this? Pubs and seaside resorts. I do, I do remember, yeah. Amusement arcades. You put Stop t- now. You put, it's, this is the same thing. It tells you how, right. how it, likely you are to find love. Well, okay, so this isn't quite doing that oh, but what it's not it's, as advanced as the option it's, it's <laughs> actually it says it's an algorithm but when they talk about how they've done it it's quite it's quite basic really they look at the filters that people tend to use and apparently oh. the darker more grey oh. a filter the more depressed you are so um, I'm going to go back into all my pictures and just make sure they're all nice bright and cheerful now. Yeah, well, that's, I mean, that's, that's such a stereotype know, yeah. it's a huge stereotype um, yeah. they say that they, they yeah. successfully um, how many they, 70%? 70%, yeah. Well, how, what, how have they successfully identified them, though? What Do they then go and Did how have them? they actually... I don't know. It doesn't go into that, that detail. But it says, um, so it says, depressed people were more likely to post photos with darker grey colours. Of those tones, the black and white inkwell filter was more likely to be chosen. Though, depressed people on the whole were less likely to choose filters to begin with. That's not really an algorithm, is it? No, no it's just okay. so a trend. You, when you dig down it's into the analysis of photos, I would argue that it's just like to use sort of image Yeah, well, that's well. the thing, because it's a style <laughs> thing. Um, so, I don't know if it, it's just something that really works or not. I uh, like to use black and white photos, because, you know, pigmentation doesn't show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when I've got a bright red face after having a glass of wine, it doesn't show up. <laughs> <laughs> also, I'm sure there's a thing with sort of uh, depressed people where they like to come across as happy well as I was just about to say they've also said depressed people were more likely to post photos with faces in than people that weren't so emojis and yeah. stuff or probably them like you say like happy faces oh, okay, right. um, so I don't know if that might link to selfies and things like that they might so they're posting a picture of themselves smiling but using a really sort of dark colour to then filter, <laughs> filter it <Yeah. laughs> It sounds strange. Yeah, it is, it is a bit strange. So uh, I think it needs a little bit more work on it. But yeah. it's interesting to Hopefully see science. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. think, you know, it would be concerning maybe people looking at their photos and going, oh, no, I'm depressed, I yeah. need drugs. Well, sometimes the photos look nice. <laughs> your, your photos look nicer with a bit of a filter on, don't they? Yeah. I don't know what they'd make of all the little bunny ear filters and stuff like that. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're just crazy. Okay, I just want to uh, round up with a letter we had after the first podcast episode came out. Um, This is from a group of international students um, and they're stationed in Slovenia. They're currently working on a project that involves long-term and long-distance monitoring for people with heart failure problems. Um, And they go into some detail about what they're doing. Um, It would basically improve quality of life and treatment and prescriptions and it would involve better monitoring by doctors um, they'd be able to make use of real-time data um, for specific indicators of things like blood pressure and pulse and everything like that. So it's um, very much focused on the Internet of Health things. And um, they basically wanted to know if any of our listeners could help them with the work they're doing, whether it's just guidance or advice or any information that they can get, really. So if anybody feels like 
that's listening feels like they could help these students, um, drop me a line at david.g at rapidnews.com or if you go to med-technews.com and look at the contacts page there. Right, that is the second episode of a Med Talk podcast. Thank you very much for listening. Tune in next time to hear us discuss about Femtech, which we featured in the first episode. Thank you very much. Thank you.